The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 115 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas. Well, we were at this one, and the Spurs ended up losing to the Sacramento Kings by a score of 132-119. to It was a well-played ball game by the young guys for a little while, but it just kind of, you could feel it uh, like sliding out of their grasp as the game went on. Uh, a lot of good performances by guys. There, were, there was really a lot, but the Kings, like I said, just a more mature team pulled it out at the end. Uh, Jakob had a good game, and uh, some other guys had a good game. But ultimately, Harrison Barnes led the way for Sacramento, which I didn't realize he could score that well and that efficiently. But he had 29 points on 8 of 11 shooting and 9 of 11 free throws. So great game by Barnes to lead the Kings. But, you know, one of those nights where the Spurs – Close at half, and then it started dwindling in that third quarter, and the third quarter was the big difference. Drew, what were your thoughts about the game? Yeah, it was a pretty good game, and in the third quarter, they Kings outscored us 39-26. to That really just got them this win. That was a difference, 13 points, advantage in the third quarter. But we, like you said, great performances from um, good players, so... Just a tough L, but it was very fun to be at that game against the Kings. Yeah, and the highlight of the night that wasn't yes. with the Spurs was a firefighter hit the half-court shot to win $10,000, and the crowd erupted. That was just a cool, cool scene, and it was nice to see that, uh, you know, after that. And the crowd was pretty lively for a Sunday evening game, I guess with Martin Luther King Day off the next day. Uh, a lot of people there, but it was a great crowd, a great atmosphere. There were a few purple purple shirts and purple jerseys that started chanting for the Kings later in the game, but uh, ultimately, you know, the Kings just De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis and, and, of course, Harrison Barnes, like I mentioned, were just too much. Um, so before we get into our analysis of the game, I'm going to give you Greg Popovich's uh, post-game interview, and it's kind of a funny start. What the hell's so funny? <laughs> Yeah, after a loss, you guys got to come here and start laughing? Questioning the profession yeah. we chose. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're a better team. I think they're like fifth in the West, whatever it is. And, you know, against them, we made too many mistakes. And uh, we, you know, it's a lot easier to score when you make stops. Uh, you get pace and you get to go back and that doesn't happen for us very often because we're making so many defensive mistakes but the, the good part is they never give in uh, they, they just keep on pushing, keep on trying uh, with the defensive mistakes uh, and makes it tough on ourselves so uh, we'll just keep working at that end of the floor because we've got to be better that way uh, I thought the board hurt us a little bit in certain periods of the game too where they got two offensive rebounds in a row that was bad. So the margin of error is, is real small, and we can't afford to make that many mistakes. But a lot of guys out there busting their ass, and uh, I'm happy about that. Of course. I mean, you know, some of it, uh, 
you know, it's a matter of habits. We don't have enough people with good habits defensively. Uh, we're, we're trying to get those, and it's, it's mandatory. I mean, there are no bad defensive teams uh, playing at the end of the year. That's just the way it is. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's chomping at the bit. You know, he wanted to get out there and play, and I thought he was good. I thought he did a good job. Okay, have a good night. All right, so that was Popovich. And one of his statements that he mentioned that he's been talking a lot about is a lot of the de- defensive adjustments. A lot of guys not moving or not getting a switch or not sliding or not communicating. And those are some things that are the mark of a young team just defensively. That's why we're last in the league in defensive rating. Um, but anyway, that is what it is. And then now for the uh, – we'll do our tankathon segment after the top two, bottom two. How does that sound? All right. All right, so who's your top two, Drew? You want to take it first, Don? Okay, I'll take it first. So my top two, I had uh, Jakob Pertl had a great game. I, I thought he was outstanding. He did a lot of good things for the Spurs. He was their leading scorer on this one with uh, 20, what did he, he finish with, 23 points? 23. Yeah, he had 23 points, but just was really active on both ends of the court, defensively and offensively. And, uh, you know, overall, Jakob, I think he, it's weird because he didn't have his double-double and rebounds. Um, but he did have seven, and they were seemed to be at big times, and he was 10 to 12 shooting, so Jakob was my number one. My number two was Jay Rich off the bench, Josh Richardson. He ended up scoring 21 points on four of six three-point shooting, uh, ended up also dishing out four assists, and I just thought, really, we're not even close in that game without Josh Richardson coming in and doing what he did. He also chipped in a steal, so that's my top two. What about you? Yeah, I agree with Joachim Pertl. He had a great game, especially a great first quarter. I believe he had 11 points in that quarter. But in the total game, he had 23 points with 7 rebounds, shooting 80% or a little bit more than that, 10 of 12 from the field in 31 minutes. He's my number one top two. My second top two, I'm going to go with Trey Jones, who in this game, Trey Jones had 16 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, only 1 turnover, and he shot 7 of 13 from the field in 35 minutes. So those are my two top two. All right, there you go. And so that was your top two, and uh, let's get to the bottom two. So on the bottom two, I had uh, Romeo Lankford. He just couldn't get a lot going for the Spurs. Uh, He ended up scoring, I think, what, no points, and uh, just really seemed to – Seemed to struggle. Oh, sorry, I'm, I, I apologize. He did hit that one three, and it was like in the first quarter. So it seemed to be a dry spell after that. He dished out one assist, and uh, just not a great night for Romeo. Uh, my number two, I actually, surprisingly, and I love this guy, and he scored a lot of points, but uh, Keldon Johnson. And the reason he made my bottom two was because he had uh, two of ten shooting from three-point land. And, uh, you know, just I didn't think that was his best outing. What about you? Yeah, so for my number one top two, I actually have Malachi Branham. Malachi Branham had five points with two turnovers, shooting two of six from the field and one of five from the three-point line in 22 minutes. Malachi Branham really struggled in this game, so he makes it on my number one bottom two. My second bottom two, I'm going to go with Keldon Johnson having... 20 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. But the problem from Kelda Johnson was 3 turnovers, and he shot 8 of 25 from the field and 2 of 10 from the three-point line. 
And when your best player shoots 8 of 25, it's hard to win. He could, he hits a couple more of those shots, and we're in this game. So that's why he's my number two bottom two. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. And uh, now we're going to play the lottery a little bit for the Spurs. Again, we're sitting with the fourth overall <laughs> record. And on tonight's lottery simulation, here we go. We would get the third pick with the lottery balls, Drew, which brings us to who do you think the third pick is going to be? Because there's a couple options, but who would you go with if you were the Spurs and you were picking third? Obviously, number one, Victor Webinyama is going to be off the board. Probably Scoot Henderson at number two. So you're basically going to choose between Amen Thompson, Brandon Miller, or Nick Smith Jr. Uh, who would you go with, Drew? Yeah, so for me, I would go with Amen Thompson definitely here. But I could see you saying Brandon Miller or Nick Smith. Those are two really great options. Brandon Miller has been lighting it up in college as of late. He's been averaging a lot of points, so he's not a bad option. But I'll definitely go with Eamon Thompson because he just uh, ha is the better prospect. Yeah, I agree, and uh, amen to that. Yeah. He's he's with the uh, Eamon Thompson playing with the overtime elite, and uh, he's six foot seven, two hundred two pounds. But his averages now get this: I'm going to give you two two different types of averages. But per game, he's averaging sixteen point four points, six point five rebounds, six assists, two point four steals, and 0.8 block shots, so almost a block a game. Uh, the one real flaw in his game that I can tell, um, because by all accounts, here's my deal about Eamon Thompson. If there's a player that's completely suited for the Spurs, I would think it's him. Just if you talk about all the other guys besides the obvious top two, but he's a defensive asset. They said his defense is, is really awesome. And uh, his three-point shooting, not where it needs to be just yet. He, he's only shooting 25% from three-point land. But uh, but defensively, it's a strong suit. So if Amen happens to fall to us and, and we happen to get that third pick, I'd be glad, glad for that. So that's that tonight. Now it's time for our question of the day. Remember, you can always text us at 512-540-1626. Tonight's question comes from Patrick in Austin, Texas. And this is an opinion-based question. Who is the better player, in your opinion, Stanley Johnson or Malachi Branham? Drew, your thoughts. I think it's a good question. I think they're two of the worst players on our team. No offense. No offense to those two. But in this question, I would definitely have to go with Malachi Branham to be the better player between those two. But it's close. I think they're both pretty good three-point shooters. But I think Malachi Branham has the higher upside. That's why I think he's a little bit better. Okay, well, that is a good question. I, I agree about the upside. Um, you know, for this year, Stanley Johnson's had, had some moments for the Spurs, uh, but I just don't think he's as consistent as Malachi. If, if you're talking, and Malachi's a shooter, which you don't, you know, sometimes shooters just get inconsistent, but I would definitely go with uh, Malachi Branham over Stanley Johnson, even though I do like what Stanley's bringing to the team, and I also like his t-shirt game under the jersey. That's his uh, trademark, but uh, anyway, thanks for the question, Patrick. Now let's get on to this day in Spurs history. Drew? Yeah, so for this day in Spurs history, I'm going to take us back to January 15th, 2014, where the Utah Jazz faced the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs ended up winning this game barely 
109 to 105. They barely got this win, but they did it, and they won by four. So one of their uh, our leading scorer was Tony Parker in this game. Tony Parker had 25 points, nine assists, one steal, shooting nine of 16 from the field. A great night from Tony Parker. My second top two, I went with Kawhi Leonard, who did it all in this game. He had 15 points, seven rebounds, six assists, three steals, two blocks. That's why he was a deep, one of the defensive players of the year candidates that year. Um, we also had Tim Duncan, who had 15 points, eight rebounds, four assists, three blocks. Manu Ginobili, who had 13 points, three assists, three rebounds. And Marco Bellanelli, who had 15 points and seven rebounds. That is this day in Spurs history, and this game improved the Spurs' winning streak to six on that year, and their overall record of 31 and eight. They were really good this year. Wow, 31 and eight! Can you imagine? Hopefully, one day we're back there. Yeah. All right, thank you for that, Drew. <laughs> now it's time to preview our upcoming game, and that's a tall test for the Spurs. You got the Brooklyn Nets led by Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Drew will get into that here in a little bit, but the Nets have really been surging lately uh, on a on a pretty solid roll. They got rid of their coach earlier in the year, um, and they really just seemed to take off when the change was made. So they're coming into this thing with a uh, twenty-seven and fifteen overall record. So it's definitely going to be a challenge for the Spurs. Drew, what can you tell us about the Nets? Yeah, so for the Nets, I mean everybody knows this. Kevin Durant is. Um, is out. He's expected to be out for approximately one month. This was um, uploaded about seven days ago, so there will be no Kevin Durant. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. There will be no Kevin Durant. I mean, they also, Kevin Durant's, they also have Kyrie Irving. He's been great. He's been really putting up great numbers since Kevin Durant's been out. Kyrie Irving's averaging 25 points, four rebounds, four assists. Um, Nicholas Claxton, who's averaging 12 points, eight rebounds. T.J. Warren, he was he used to be pretty good, but now he's kind of um, on a better team and he's not getting as much numbers. He's averaging 11 points, three rebounds, and Seth Curry, who's averaging nine points, two rebounds, and Ben Simmons, who's only averaging seven points, but he does it all. He also averages six rebounds, six assists, two steals, but he's not as good as he used to be. What are your thoughts on this Nets team? Uh, yeah, I, I completely forgot about the Durant injury, so I'm sorry about that, but. Uh, yeah, they're still talented, and you're right, Simmons and Kyrie, and they're they're going to be a tall test. Not as tall as if they had the man there, but uh, it should be a challenging game, and I, I, I you know, going to be a lot of black and white on that court with the jerseys, uh, both teams. But uh, my player to go off is going to be Jakob Pertl. I'm going to say he's going to roll it from the from the previous game and just kind of keep a good roll going. Uh, unfortunately, I have the Nets winning by 11, so I think it's going to be a tough night for the Spurs, but. Uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Drew? Yeah, so for my player to go off, I'm going to go with Keldon Johnson. I think he's due for a good game after shooting 2 of 10 from the three-point line. I think he could do a little bit, of, little bit better this game. So he's my player to go off. But my prediction for this game, I think I'm going to go with Nets to win this game by six points. I think they're a really good team, and I think they'll get us. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Uh, You know, the Spurs suffered another one, but there's brighter days ahead. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!